Oh, thank you, Jesus, that you came. Thank you, Lord, that we can confidently say we are your possession now. Our life is not our own. We've been brought with a, with a high, high price, the blood of Jesus, that brought our redemption, that paid for our sin and made a way for us to be a part of your family. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's a wonderful thing to be um, a part of the family of God. It's a wonderful thing to know that Jesus came for us. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you came. You came for us. And we couldn't do anything about our own sinful condition. You still came. You still came. You still came. When we couldn't get out, we couldn't make a way, we couldn't get there ourselves, Lord, you still came. You still came. Oh, bless you, Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for every soul in this place. I thank you, Lord, that I believe in the name of Jesus. People will be set free today in your presence. I thank you, Lord God, as we come together, that we're eternally changed. I thank you, Father, for the, the very sense of your Holy Spirit with us this morning, empowering us, releasing us, bringing freedom, bringing new life, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We had a fantastic down the street yesterday. Um, we, had, we have a great time um, in the presence of the Lord um, and to do exactly what we believe he's called us to do. And I think going out there is one of them things um, I'm fully convinced of in my heart. I want to look at um, a passage today in John. It's John 5. And uh, it's different to many other passages and pieces of Scripture in the Bible for a few reasons. And as we go along this morning, I'm sure that might become more known to you. But I don't know about you, but I'm excited about God. Like, God is, like, amazing. Like, so amazing. Um, When I think of all the things that he does and how he is towards towards us, it just brings a joy to my heart. You know, you become a fragrance of of God. The Bible teaches that. Paul said about it. We become an aroma of the Lord, a a sweet fragrance to him. And it's the most exciting thing in the world to serve the Lord. There's nothing like it. But this particular passage is different, and for a number of reasons, because it talks about an angel stirring the waters. And let's just read through it in chapter 5. It says, After this there was a great feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool which in Hebrew is called Bethsaida, having five porches. And these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralysed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. When whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well with whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. 
That's a long time. How many of you know 38 years? It's a long time. It's a long time. 38 years. Then Jesus saw him lying there and knew what condition he was, li- he was in. Um, and it had been there a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? What an interesting question. Because we all think, well, of course he wants to be made well. What sort of question is that, Jesus? But Jesus doesn't say things just for the sake of saying things. How many people know that? God doesn't just waste his words and waste his breath. He says, he says things that are appropriate for the person and the people that he talks to. And we, and we, speak, we spoke about this on, uh, on Friday, that everyone is different. And when you look through the examples of Jesus meeting with people, he teaches people and he speaks to people accordingly. He knows exactly what they need to hear. He knows exactly what's going on in their life. He knows exactly about their circumstances, their environment, their background, etc., etc. And I was saying to the guys, it's not like this conveyor belt evangelism approach we, you know, we sometimes see, where everything's the same product. Boop, boop, boop. You know, like the supermarket, got one, got one. Jesus deals with individuals. It's so clear from scripture. He's amazing. He's so compassionate and caring about every single situation. And he asks this some very unusual question here. He says, do you want to be made well? And I started to consider this for a while. And I started to think about, well, why did he say that? And if you look at the text and you look at the context, this was a familiar place. This was a place where they knew something was going to happen in a certain season. And the first person to get into the water was healed. So he was probably there for quite a long time, to be honest with you. He must have known that area. He must have known that region. He was probably well known. He knew what was going on. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to get there. He probably felt pretty stuck, if you ask me. I mean, 38 years is a long time, you know to be suffering from this particular condition. But he was incapable, physically, and we can go on to that. But see this, in the Christian life, there's certain seasons. There's certain seasons and there's times. There's seasons that we see the stirring of God's spirit. There's certain seasons that we see the movement of the water. There's certain seasons to step in, and there's certain seasons when it's as if God just comes to us. But these people knew about the stirring of the water. They knew that if they got in there first, they would be healed. This was more about the drive and determination and the willpower to get into the water at the right time. And there is seasons in our lives where we have to have the determination, the spiritual determination to step into what God is doing. And the first stage of that is discerning spiritually what is going on around you, what you see. Then we're capable to step into what God is doing. Sometimes I look around me, I can sense God is doing something amazing. And sometimes we need to move into that place and we can receive what we need to receive in the season what 
in the season that is ahead of us. But things were different with this guy because he was incapable. Now, I just want to just read it from verse 7. Carry on in a text. It says, The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps in before me. So this is, this is a pretty unfair situation. The poor guy couldn't get there quick enough. Physically, he just couldn't do it. He just couldn't get there. And love the compassion of Jesus. Because Jesus meets with us exactly where we are sometimes, when we're incapable of getting there by our own strength and by our own willpower. There's sometimes you just feel stuck in your Christian life. We don't talk about it much because we like to talk about all the lovely things. But sometimes you do. Let's be honest. We feel like we're a little bit stuck at times. And we literally, with all our strength, all our might, we just can't get to where we know God is starting to move amongst us. And I'm sure this man was frustrated. I'm sure he was, he, he, he was probably fed up with keep seeing people when the water stirred getting before him. And he doesn't seem to be able to enter in to what he knows and what he sees and what he sense, senses ahead in this pool, what's going on, these wonderful healings that took place at the time when the angel came in and stirred the water. This man was probably a part of that community of people, you know, that were sick that were, 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 had needs, that had different infirmities. He probably found a sense of community, a, a sense of belonging here. This was familiar environment. It wasn't just about his condition. This was about his life. Because his life is often attached to your condition. It's one thing. It becomes sometimes who you, you are. And that's not, should, that shouldn't be the case. We aren't who we are because of the weaknesses we have in our lives or our inability to do certain things. That's not who we are. It's not our identity. But here you see, I believe his condition and his whole, whole social environment was framed by this condition that he had. He was associated with his mat, with his bed. He was probably seen all the time, all the time. And sometimes we can see people, we can just see something wrong with a person, but how it affects them long term and the rest of their lives and at the, the working out of their whole, the environment, the sphere of influence, it's far more reaching and far more influential in our lives than just having a simple condition or an issue. It affects everything around us, doesn't it, at times? And Jesus asks this question. He says, do you want to be made well? And I think sometimes when we're around certain environments, it's such a challenge. It's such a challenge to people to think, if I step into this and I am made whole, it's going to change everything around me. It's not just about the physical condition. It's about his whole community. It's about everything that surrounded his life. Everything was going to change from this moment. 
And the truth is, sometimes people feel comfortable in where they are in life. They feel comfortable with what they have. They feel comfortable sometimes in their inability to do stuff. And sometimes we gather and we come around and we, we, we spend time with people that are just like us. You know, you see it in all different walks of life. We gather around people that are just like us. It could be any, any different social spectrum. It could be any different thing in life. People gather around people that are just like them. And sometimes that can be a good thing, and sometimes it can be quite a bad thing because it just enforces their need. Is everyone hearing me this morning? It's very quiet. So I think that this environment was something where people were, were together because they had similar needs, they had all different kinds of needs, and this man was stuck. God bless him, he was stuck. He was stuck for a long time. But look what Jesus does. In 7, he says, The sick man answered him, Sir, I do not have a man to put me into the water when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. And in 8, Jesus said to him, Rise up, take up your bed, and walk. So here we see a man that's incapable of getting there. And this is the grace of God. Sometimes God, it's if God just steps in to where you are, where you feel stuck, and he just says, rise up. Rise up. Now, so many, many of us, and myself included, would think, right, I'm going to put him on the prayer list. Get the church to pray for him. I'm going to do all the Christian things, what I know to do. And some of these things are good things to do. I'm not knocking anything. Sometimes, you know, we should pray for one. And we have all the different ideas. But when Jesus steps into this man's domain, his environment, he just says, rise up. You can be stuck, but God just comes in sometimes and says, rise up. You know, there's seasons where you need to sense what God's doing. You need to step in. You need to step in at the right time. But there's seasons where you just feel stuck. And you feel like you just can't get there quick enough. You just can't get there. Jesus comes into your domain, into your environment. He says, rise up. He just comes to you. He just comes and he appears to you and says, rise up. I've got something for you. Rise up. Take up your mat. Rise up. And what did his mat represent? I believe his mat represented his life. The mat wasn't going to be his master that he laid upon anymore. He was going to pick it up and go. He said to him, rise up. You don't have to stay there anymore. This is not your environment. This is not your place of influence. You're not around this community anymore. This life is no more for you. You're going to rise up in the middle of it. You're going to rise up. Hallelujah. You're not going to be associated with that mat anymore. You're going to be carrying that mat for the glory of God. For the glory of his name. Hallelujah. I was a young Christian. 
My lifestyle, my identity was framed by who I used to hang around with, who I used to be with, who the whole culture was who I was. And God set me free. He set me free. You know what? My mat was my graffiti photos. I had hundreds of them, hundreds of them. You know what? I could lift up that, 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 that box and say, thank God that's my mat. God, thank you, that's my bed. That's what I used to lie my life on. But no more. No more and free. Hallelujah. It's not my master anymore. I've begun to master the thing that used to master me. Hallelujah. Come on. Jesus is Lord. He says, rise up. Come on. Rise up. Take up your mat. And it says, immediately, immediately, the man was made well. Took up his bed and walked. And then you see, the t- you see the classic response of the Jews. Oh no, you shouldn't be picking it up on, a, on the Sabbath. <laughs> Come on, give the man a break. He's not been walking for 38 years. <laughs> I scratch some heads sometimes at religious people. They're more interested in getting everything like so and they miss the main thing. They missed the main thing. This man was, was unable to get there, but Jesus came. And Jesus came. And Jesus, you know, Jesus came when we were weak, when we were incapable. I could not get there, but he came to me. And that's what the grace of God, the grace comes to us when we're incapable, when we're weak, when we don't know what to do. Jesus can come to you right where you are. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. He didn't belong there anymore. He was found in the temple. Praise the Lord. He was healed. He was, healed. He was found in the temple afterwards. And the irony is, if you read down the story, he didn't even know who it was who healed him. You know, that makes me laugh because sometimes Christians, they think they've got to get everything so sorted before they do anything. This man just become a recipient of God. His grace and his mercy. You haven't got to figure it all out to be effective. It's fantastic if God reveals things to you. Praise the Lord. But it's not dependent on how much you know. It's dependent on who comes to you and who you know. Come on, man. Often we can empower the wrong thing over our lives. We can empower our weaknesses. We can empower the thing that we feel comfortable with, the environments that we're familiar with, the people that we're around that kind of just feel the same as us. Until God comes and says, come on, get out of that place. Don't reinforce the negative things over your life and just think, oh, it's just me. No, it's not just you. You don't have to be like that anymore. You don't have to stay there anymore. He says, rise up. Rise up in Jesus' name. Rise up out of that place. That's not you. That's not your place. I've got something far greater for you. You know, sometimes I feel like it's just time to shake it off in Jesus' name. Shake it off. It's time to pick up that bed that does it, that's not your master anymore. Shake it off in Jesus' name. Rise up. Rise up. 
Hallelujah. The master of the house is here. Jesus. Hallelujah. Rise up. Disassociate yourself with belonging to the wrong thing. You don't belong to that thing anymore. It's not you. It's not who you are. God never spoke that over your life. He says, rise up from it. You know, some people would just say, oh, it's just the way I am. I'll just... It's just because I feel like this way. And they own it. Disown it. Disown it. You don't have to stay that way. Don't be convinced into these things. We can convince ourselves in all sorts of stuff, you know. As Christians, you can convince yourself in things that just aren't good for you. And God says, you don't have to be there. You don't have to be there. He come and spoke a word. You know, someone will say, was it a prayer? Was it a proclamation? Was it this? I don't know what it was. He just says, rise up. Don't overly dissect everything. Just walk in his life. Sometimes we can get confused that way, you know. Praise the Lord. Something happened. And something can happen today in your life. In Jesus' name. Shake off the old things. Shake it off in Jesus Christ's name. Hallelujah. Father, I just want to just pray in the name of Jesus for every person in this place. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that people's lives would be transformed as they respond to what I'm saying to them today in Jesus' name. The environments, communities that try to put people in these particular ways of life that are contradictory to who you are and what you say will be broken and bound in Jesus' name. The spirit of infirmity be gone in this house in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Lord, release your power for people to rise up, Lord, and step into that season that you have, Lord, for them. That they would see the stirring of the water and they would step in to what you have got for them in Jesus' name. I pray every excuse that isn't of you will be blown out of this house in Jesus' name. That freedom of the Holy Ghost will breathe upon people now in the name of Jesus. Let your power be known in this house. In Jesus' name. Be a receiver right now in Jesus' name of this word. And stand up if you feel that word to you. Stand up right now. Jesus' name. Stand up. Hallelujah. Yes, stand up. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. The Lord says, rise up. Rise up. And take that thing that used to hold you back and put it in your hand and say, I'm the master of this house now. The Lord has told me to get up. He's told me to get up. He's told me to get up. He's told me to get up. I believe there's freedom right now in Jesus' name over some of you. Some of you have associated your lives with the wrong things. You've tied yourself up and God is setting you free in Jesus' name. He's saying that's not your load, that's not your baggage, that's not who you are anymore. In Jesus' name. That's not who you are. You're not this, you're not that, you're what God says you are. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you, if you want some prayer, I just want to pray now. 
In Jesus' name, pray. I want to pray for some people now. Come forward if you'd like me to pray for you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Oh, hallelujah.